You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer.
Welcome, listeners. This is Jenny. I'm standing in for Ken this week. We are in Warbling Creek Studios down in beautiful Eugene, Oregon, welcoming back Blair Borax to the show. So welcome back, and what a treat to be here. Thank you. It's nice to be here, too. Yeah, yeah. So we just heard an incredible track, which I was telling you in between our recording that it's like hits me hard every time I hear it. So thank you. Can we start by just talking a little bit about that? And listeners have probably heard it before on the previous episode, but yeah, totally. This song is called Tender Lately. I wanted to start with it. I totally forgot that I sang it on the last one. Whoops. Um, I wanted to start with it because... (laughs) No whoops. It's like I said, thank you. Uh, I wanted to start with it because... It's going to be the title track of my next album, title, uh, it's called Tender Lately, and yeah, I just, I love this song a lot. I wrote it in the fall. Um, the short story is that it's a song about getting ghosted, <laughs> and the longer story is, oh, wow, um, just feeling tender after feeling like I've had to start over so many times in the process of trying to find love, which is a lot, what a lot of the songs that I am putting on the next record are kind of about. Exactly. And I think a lot of people can relate to that one. (laughs) Well, for me, it's like the line, uh, love takes a certain kind of bravery. (laughs) And having that bravery and then the courage to keep trying, mm-hmm. even if you're in a relationship, how like keeping it going, having the bravery to keep it going. So mm-hmm. tell us more about the album you're working on. Um, the album I'm working on, I've basically started it almost a year ago now. It's been a, a slow and winding process and it's going to be, I think 11 or 12 songs, all songs that I've written since in the past year, um, since I released the first album last June. And the process of recording has been um, different than the last one in that we're taking a much more like acoustic approach to it and bringing in some more session musicians um, so that it feels a little bit closer to my live performance sound than some more like the last album that was a bit more poppy in its production. Um, yeah. And I, it's been fun cause I've felt the growing confidence to be able to communicate some more of my own ideas into, um, the songs and which as someone who, doesn't have any formal training in music sometimes it's hard to communicate the ideas or what you hear in your head um and so it's been fun to start to be have the confidence to be like what if we did this or I think I hear this even if I don't still sometimes don't have the the quote-unquote right words for it but it's been a much more uh it's been a, a collaborative process in a new way with uh, my producer James Via um over at Groundswell Studios is where I'm recording in Portland. Nice. nice. Yeah, what's it like, um, I guess, maybe working with more musicians and building that collaborative relationship with other people to find those sounds? Um, you know, just just finding that those pieces. 
It's been really, really fun. Um, the cool thing is that um, over the five years now that I've been active since like my first open mic in Portland, it's, it was only like five years ago, um, I've met a lot of musicians and they've become my community. So when I'm in the studio and we're like, well, what about mandolin on this song? Or what about trumpet on the song? And I'm like, oh, this person I know plays trumpet. Uh, Jordan Vale plays trumpet. I'll bring him in. And, and you know, like just being able to then collaborate with people in my community. And also like it's really fun to, I mean, making an album is really expensive, but it's really fun when you're like paying people, other artists and people, you know, to, to, uh, do what they do because it's, yeah, it's really special to keep the, the yeah. money circulating yeah. in our community. You're supporting each other. Yeah. And, and just kind of paying it forward with each other. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like before doing, um, before recording and stuff like that, I never really was in a position where I was doing that besides like, you know, buying art at a craft fair or something. <laughs> so yeah. it's cool to, to be able to collaborate with, with people in my community and, and help support them in the process too. Right. I wish I had more money to pay them more though. <laughs> it's, it's such a nice mutual connection when you can support each other that way. I want to talk about writing, uh, just from my own perspective as a, as a writer, um, as a writer who doesn't share their writing. Okay. <laughs> Most of the time I write and I burn it and it's gone. And that's that. And the you thoughts burn it and like the, over a fire, yeah, a kitchen stove, with a lighter, is... whatever. Like I just get rid of it. Cool. Not every time, but often. And that's just, it's, it's my own process and it's for me and it's done. And those thoughts and feelings might come back and maybe I have to do it again. Mm -hmm. But what's it like to like, write down these experiences, thoughts, and feelings, and then continually project them and share them with the world? Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. Well, I think like that part of the process, the burning it metaphorically or, or literally, or literally. <laughs> is part of the process too. Like I try to every morning, um, like when I wake up and I have my coffee and I sit down before I check my emails, I do some writing in my journal. And usually it's so messy that it's like not even legible to yeah. myself when I read it back. I've been trying to change that habit a little bit because I'm taking a songwriting class right now with this uh, organization called School of Song and the teacher she was talking about um how like sometimes it's you can like pick out little lines from your free writes that might turn into songs. So I've been trying to write a little yeah. bit more legibly, but I think like in the artist way book they talk about um, the morning pages, which is just could be kind of just to get the gunk out of your mind, to get the, like anything that's like clouding you out of your mind, off your chest. And then sometimes things might stick out to me that I'm like, I want to explore this more. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times the songs will begin like at the most random times, like one of the mo most recent ones. I wrote, I was like playing a private uh, party. It was like a high school graduation party, <laughs> which was interesting. Um, and I like went to the bathroom in between my sets and then all of a sudden just this like little line, little hook melody came into my head 
I was like, I'm not listening till I'm dead was the line. Um, and the melody came, came with it too. And so I just recorded it on a voice memo. So it didn't just, cause it will poof, go away if you don't record it. You could sometimes you could try real hard to like keep it in there and you're like, what was that again? Um, yeah. And so, but sharing, I started songwriting just for my own process too. And I wasn't really planning on, um, letting the songs out into the world either. Um, I've probably talked about this on the last recording, but that my room, my first roommate in Portland just gave me a cheap old guitar and I started just writing in my bedroom and it just, the first one, the first song I wrote, it just felt like such a cathartic process to release the emotions yeah. that I think like song and melody and rhyme and poetry has a way of, of getting that out more than just like talking it out or writing it out, at least for me. Um, and to vocally express it. Yeah. It just let, adds a whole different element of releasing. Yes, it's very physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then when you get up in front of an audience, it's like a whole, it's a whole different thing. And sometimes it can feel really powerful and sometimes it can feel really vulnerable. And yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I think when I first started performing at open mics, I remember maybe part of this is, is like natural to like, this is a new thing I haven't done. And is it any good? Like part of it's natural to be like, to be wanting feedback or external validation. But I just started noticing in myself how dependent I was on other people's opinion and validation from people in order for me to feel like it was a good night or was a good show or was a good performance. And so I started trying to like work with that because it felt like it was trying to teach me something too of like, Mm -hmm. well, why do I need someone to come up to me after my set and say, Hey, good job. Um, can I just like feel good about it in myself? And sometimes the performance did suck and (laughs) that happens too. And that's okay. That's also part of the process. But, um, even like it's been a really amazing teacher for me because it is shown me like even if someone came up to me and complimented complimented one element about my performance like if they were like your voice your voice is amazing I would my first thought would be like well obviously I think my guitar sucks you know (laughs) and you know I'm still I still work with those voices those inner critic voices in my head all the time I write lots of songs about and and to to that voice in my head some of the more recent ones which I have yet to really start performing them are about that they'll come they'll come on the next album as well um but yeah it's been an interesting journey to stand in front of people and share like very vulnerable parts of myself but when I step back I also realize like how fucking cool it is that like people pay me to sing songs like that's that's crazy that's and, a crazy job and you're your own you're your own boss now I mean yes. you get to design it how you want it to be so mm-hmm. speaking of which you're headed out on a tour 
No. I um, I'd like to just say that we're the first stop on the tour. You um, are, yay! <laughs> even though it's not on your poster or anything, I'd just like to say that we're the first stop on the tour. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you headed? What are you doing? So we're the tour? we're in Eugene right now. So I'm playing playing tonight at an art gallery, Art City Eugene. Um, tomorrow I'm headed south to Applegate, Oregon, and then I'll be kind of like in and around the Bay Area. Uh, Nevada City, Sierraville, that's not quite the Bay Area, but that's on the way. Um, (laughs) Roseville, and then Berkeley, Santa Rosa, a couple other stops that I'm not remembering off the top of my head. There's a lot of dates and cities juggling in my brain all the time. (laughs) It's, I love getting out on the road, so I'm a little envious of the road trip piece of that Mm -hmm. what's it what's it like touring and like being out there as a woman and like can you give us a sense of what that feels like Mm -hmm. as a woman has are you do you feel safe I mean I know as someone who's road tripped alone and camped alone and did different things that way um we have different experiences when we're alone as women Mm -hmm. it's just the truth so what's that like touring and being out different cities traveling yeah, well, for the most part, um, the, all the touring that I've done, I've had like a co-pilot, another so far f- female singer-songwriter that's sharing the bill with me, and that's still mostly true on this um, run. I'll be meeting up with Miranda Mallard um, when I get down to the Bay Area, so I have a couple today and tomorrow shows are solo, but after that, I'll be with her um for most of it and it's really fun to to tag team with another artist um and she'll be celebrating her her album release too so I'm looking forward to sharing the stage with her um but yeah I think it's like something that I always have to be a little bit more mindful of my surroundings but really more than traveling alone as a woman traveling alone with a car full of expensive gear is yeah. the thing I think about more. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of schlepping gear in and out of buildings and cars. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Blair, you and I have a lot of overlap because you were an educator in the K-12 system some alternative settings and I'm a current educator special educator on my happy summer furlough currently doing the lord's work um the good lord's work um and we're both 500 hour certified yoga instructors so Mm -hmm. we've got some different overlaps and a recent conversation I was having with Ken was talking about kind of the sense that even though I know I'm in a good place professionally I know that I have a lot of strengths in what I do. I get a lot of gratification out of what I do. A lot of not so much gratifying feelings out of the system I work in. Um, A lot of time feeling like uh, there's something else that should be going on, that I should be putting my time and effort into. Mm -hmm. Um, And you took that jump. And I'm, I'm not necessarily being pulled that direction and I'm not a songwriter, so don't worry, no competition. (laughs) Um, but, like, talk to me about, like, taking that jump and saying, okay, no more of this. Like, mm-hmm. I've had enough of this over here. I need to bring myself over here and be autonomous in what I'm putting myself toward and not have anybody pulling my strings anymore. Mm-hmm. 
what's that like yeah um it took a lot of a lot of courage to to do that um there's a lot of like what ifs that big what ifs yeah went through my brain of like well what am I gonna do when I don't have employee sponsored benefits and paid time off and what if I don't make enough money each month and there's a lot of that and that definitely does create some stress now in my life if I'm being honest um but it's also like very empowering to be like so in control of my time and energy and where I put it um and I try to remember what a gift it is to have like slow mornings and to be able to spend time with my creativity and it's it's actually it's it's easy to to not spend time with that still because there's plenty of admin work that I need to do so many emails and Instagram posts and like yeah the pr- business promo. the business there's a lot it. yeah it's like eight jobs in one it feels like sometimes and it does always feel like I'm not doing it like like there's always more you can do um but yeah I recently wrote a reflection about like self-employment and what it's been like for me because it's been about a year and one of the things I was thinking about was well I was thinking about like what lessons have I learned in this year and a big one for me is like we've all had like bad bosses bosses that like make a bad or make a good job bad yeah and so I need to remind myself I remind myself like be the boss that you've always wanted someone who like tells you you're doing a good job and appreciates like what you bring to the table and doesn't expect you to work all the time and tells you to put your phone down and go to the beach you know give yourself (laughs) some bonuses and some self-care time like yeah because I can have very high standards and expectations for myself and so I've been working on not only like time blocking the the times that I am productive but also like putting in my calendar like you're off during this time otherwise I will find something to make myself busy of course with and so that's that's one of the new habits I'm trying to to cultivate um because it is harder to to create boundaries around work and life because there is no nine to five and there is no weekend and there is no office it's all meshed into one thing like sometimes I I don't know what day of the week it is and I like, don't know when that the feels, last day I took off was like that feels like me as soon as I sink into summer it's mm-hmm. like what day is it okay. mm-hmm. it's very free but hopefully that's in a, a way of like yeah it's wonderful. you're not working yeah it's yeah. exactly it's the slow mornings Just it's I'm tending the, to the garden the it's tending to creativity recording a podcast whatever yeah. we need to do Right. I want to circle back a little bit to like the songwriting process just for my own curiosity Mm -hmm. and fascination. Um, You said like that the melody kind of came along and the lyrics right along with it. Does that tend to happen for you? Like or does one chicken the egg type scenario what usually comes first for you? Sometimes it's both together. And when it's one at a time, it's usually the words first. I love words and I love playing with words and rhymes and storytelling and alliteration and and all that and so um sometimes I'll just be like in my car 
at a red light or pulling up to my house or something and I like a little phrase comes into my head and I just put it in the the note the the notes app on my phone and then when I have the time and space to sit down and say I'm gonna try to write a song then I can I'll like look back at those notes and and see like hmm that's an interesting one let's explore that and see see what will come from from that see what that that song might want to say it's so cool it's so cool it's a fun process sometimes it's infuriating but but it's fun yeah mostly I can only imagine um and then returning to your new album uh and that process like how do you structure an album and maybe this is just a naive it's good that a listener is here as the host I guess yes I can ask the dumb questions like how do you decide the structure of an album and like does it come kind of organically to like oh these songs kind of flow together you know I think of certain albums where you play them straight through and it sounds like this just wonderfully orchestrated Mm -hmm. piece all together right and then of course other albums are but how do you structure that and like what's that process and with our perfectionist brain like Mm -hmm. finding the sound Mm -hmm. do you mean mostly just like the order of songs or yeah yeah and finding the order the proper order I guess Mm -hmm. is what I'm getting that's usually the very last thing that I do because they are all each song is like its own little piece of the puzzle and I think it's not till I hear like what the produced sound ends up being that I might want to like sit down all together so it is definitely a process and I I think my I think everybody probably does it differently but like maybe some people go in they already know what the order is before they record yeah um but I've I haven't done it like that um but I think for me I also like to think of like the storyline maybe there's like a story arc Mm -hmm. like but like from the beginning to the end of the album too um, I do actually, I do know one thing about the order of the next album and it's that I wrote one song recently, it's called who cares and it's about the music industry <laughs> and like try not to focus on, um, the things that they tell you to focus on, which are like Spotify stream counts and how many people show up to your shows and stuff like that. Um, because it can be, it can feel easy. It can be easy to feel disappointed if that's all you're focusing on. And so I have to remind myself, um, to focus on what does matter, which is the people who are in the room, the even just handful of messages that I'll get from people saying this song really impacted me and here's why. Um, and also the process of, like enjoying the process of songwriting and performing and not getting so stressed out that you've like can't see like this is what I'm doing and it's fucking awesome that I can do this you know and also not forget to like live my life and not be so hyper focused again like being a good boss like giving myself time off time to live and love the people around me and go to the beach (laughs) exactly most importantly go to the beach yeah exactly so what I was gonna say is I I know that for this album my plan is to have that be the last song on the album because like here everyone here's this 
collection of songs that I've been working my little tail, tail off on. And so I have a, a lot of people, team of people. Um, I like, I offer it to you. I hope you enjoy it. And then like wipe my hands. Who cares? Like who cares? Best of luck, which yeah. I know I will be still checking the Spotify streams like a mad woman because that's in my uh, nature. <laughs> Uh, Apari Graha from our mm, yoga training, right? Yeah. Uh, letting go. Yes. The things done. Let it go. Exactly. That's the Who Cares song. So stuff. stay tuned for that song. Blair, we're all looking forward to hearing more from you. Um, so tell us about what you're going to be playing. Awesome. Uh, this this song, this next song is called A Wink or Worse, which is kind of hard to say out loud, but fun on paper. A Wink or Worse. It's like a tongue twister. Um, but it's another song that I wrote in the time, that same kind of time period in the fall when I was like, not, when I was not feeling like getting back out there, getting back on the horse, you know? Um, and it's about, but there's only one way to, to find out and you got to feel first and it's, yeah, it's kind of annoying sometimes you don't want to have to like wade through the muck to find, to find the good stuff, but. Sometimes you gotta. So this is a wink or worse. Don't put all your eggs in the basket. You ain't seen the bottom yet. What if a basket is made of plastic? There are holes you haven't met. And if you tried to fix up a life, but you don't know how to use the tools a happy life makes a happy wife but you'll end up a fool cause you can't memorize the words if you haven't heard the whole verse can't wake up to the birds if you haven't slept a wink or worse Find out, feel, find out. 
so much um okay what else do you have for us this next one is called call me lazy <laughs> it's for the love weary i won't tell the story again because it's basically the same one i swear i write songs about other things too Somebody once told me The definition of insanity Is to begin the same way Over and over Expect a different end So we must be batshit To look for love again and again Open up, let someone in Hearts break, not if but when They say you'll get them next time But you just get gone they say you're still in your prime, your catch get caught. Love is crazy, you can call me lazy, but there ain't no heart on my sleeve no more. I've heard of love at first sight, but I ain't seen a thing. They tell me try and you might find another thing. You always want the one you cannot have or doesn't want you to Get hurt or hurt someone back, ain't that the truth? What if I don't want to be tethered to another person forever? What if I won't sit and wonder when I'll find my one true lover? Love is crazy I've been waiting on my one big win But I'm here and I'm holding my own I'll dig my heels in Can't wait for my life to begin Don't need a love I've never known Love is crazy You can call me
Thank you so much. You're welcome. Love it. Love it. Um, <laughs> I love the attitude. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I was getting off that. I just love the attitude of being like, nope, not doing it. Yeah, I think my favorite line in that song is, I've heard of love at first sight, but I ain't seen a thing. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. What's next? One more song? That'd be... Oh, I'll just keep going all day. But... No. <laughs> I thought that maybe I would play um, a song from my first record um, for maybe some folks out there who might know this song already. And you can hear a stripped-down version this song, Like the Weather, is on my first record called Keep Walking, and you can find it wherever you listen to music. You can also f- buy CDs and vinyl records if you're into the physical variety. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a dying art form, but maybe it's coming coming back. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yes. Exactly. Keep collecting, listeners. Keep collecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel really lucky that I got a, I got a new car, 2019 car, and I was very surprised to find that there was still a CD player in it. That's so how I think we, it was probably the last year. That's how we got player, back so. into listening to the CDs was because of the car we have mm-hmm. as a player. So. so when I'm on the road and there's no service, I open up my little book of CDs. A lot of them now are my friends, and I throw them on. It's fun. That's so cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is Like the Weather, and it's about surviving wintertime for me in the Pacific Northwest, the gray, the gray, rainy, dark days, and finding sunshine on the other side. This is Like the Weather. I've been feeling like the weather, wake up, and my head hurts, rain is falling down like sheets in my bed. Start my day, oh, but the skies are looking gray, and I can't shake that fuzzy feeling in my head. I throw off all my blankets in the cold. She leaves me breathless, my feet will hit the hardwood either way. Maybe today the sun will say more. Maybe tonight the moon will shine so bright you forget the dark. So bright you forget the dark. I've been feeling like the weather. Every day is getting shorter and the darkness wants to creep its way on sweaters and I do I do remember that the trees are not dead they are just waiting to bloom so slow it down my honey not every season is meant to be sunny and the skies will clear someday someday real soon maybe today the sun will say Maybe tonight the moon will shine so bright you forget the dark. So move over dark cloud. 
such a treat thanks such a treat Blair I want others to experience the the amazement that is especially seeing you live but experiencing your your art your creation how do we get in touch with you I mean I would say listeners uh check out our tour dates and go go find it like make it happen because it's well worth it it's intimate it's emotive it's all those things but how do we find you thanks for asking yeah definitely um I'm doing a lot of touring these days, um, Oregon, Washington, California. I'm going to Colorado, New Mexico in September, and I'll be touring the East Coast in November, Northeast probably. Um, but if you want to find me online, there's a couple different ways. I am very much on Instagram. That's kind of my main social media platform, um, blessing and a curse. <laughs> but you can find me on Instagram at Blair Art Thou, like where art thou, but with a Blair instead, B-L-A-I-R. Um, and I'm pretty active on there sharing um, new songs and shows and stories. But the other two places I wanted to mention are one, I have an email list, and I know that sounds really old-fashioned, but I really put a lot of heart into my email newsletters. I send about uh, two newsletters a month that are not just, hey, come to my show, or hey, listen to my song, but try to offer, um, I love writing in general, not just songwriting, so I try to offer like interesting reflections and thoughtful words and something more to think about than just like, self my own self-promotion which I get tired of too (laughs) the newsletter is like spot on though just to interject like listeners if you're going to sign up for a newsletter this is a good one because it's whenever I see it pop up in my inbox I'm like oh just read through this it feels good and we talked about the you know making yourself your own boss Mm -hmm. recent one that was my last one I sent out I think two days ago and it's it's really sweet because I feel like People actually will respond to to those messages, those emails, and thoughtfully, which is like, because I think when people are on their email, although our our attention is always scattered, um, I think there's a little bit more sustained attention that people, including myself, have for emails rather than Instagram, which is like, we're just programmed to keep scrolling by, so it's, it's, it's harder to like dive deep into something, so... Um, and then if you like the the newsletter, if you like that format, I have a Patreon, which is, um, I started a co- just a couple of months ago. It's a yes. subscription-based uh, platform where you can support artists directly each month. And um, the lowest level is $5 a month. And I share um, like another once a month thoughtful kind of reflection, but I'll also share like unreleased tracks and like songs right when I've written them, just a video of me playing yeah. them live and stories behind the songs and um, cover songs that you can request and all sorts of things and that also feels like a really sweet space now because whereas like Instagram sometimes can feel like you're like singing into like a crowded bar where everyone's trying to talk over each other Patreon and the email feel like more of like a listening room it's dedicated yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so 
if you're interested in that, those are, those are the places that I'm most excited about. I'm also on TikTok and not excited about that, but I am there. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I'm also supposed to mention uh, that Something Rather Than Nothing podcast has a website, somethingratherthannothing.com, um, where listeners, you can check out art postings. All of our episodes are on there as well. Um, we're going to be integrating a blog as well on there. So awesome. uh, check it out. All sorts of stuff on there. And it's been a pleasure to be on the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast, not once, but now twice. Yeah. Hey, Thank next you so much time you can me. come back and host and bring one of your friends or someone you'd like to that hear on the show. That sounds like fun. Let's do yeah. it. Yay. Cool. Now it's, it's, it's recorded, so it's official. <laughs> uh, Ken always does things like that where he kind of puts it in the recording and then it's has to come it to fruition. publicly, so. Right? <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Blair. Thanks, Jenny. I appreciate it. This is Something Rather Than Nothing, 